Hello world and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and on today's episode, Tyler and I discuss the Batman. Alright buddy, we're going to talk about the Batman. You and me. Just you and me. You and me. Nobody else. Uh, so this is going to be a bit of a, like a, a I guess a bonus episode, because it's going to release in the middle of season one of the Morning Geekdom Podcast, because we need a little bit of time between the draft episode and the long form episode. So I thought... I loved the Batman. Spoiler alert. You saw it. A lot of people are talking about it. People have asked me if we're going to do any kind of review on it. So I thought this would be a good uh, a good episode to just squeeze in there. Here we are, answering the call of the people. <laughs> I like, mean, that's what like, we... We're, we're, we're a podcast for the people. Uh, yeah, like my guy Jalen Rose says, got to give the people what they want. <laughs> Is that what your guy Jalen Rose says? That's what my says? guy Jalen Rose says. Why is Jalen Rose your guy? He's a great sports media personality, one of the best. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. He's he's enjoyable. Yeah. His takes are kind of terrible sometimes though. Well, that's His singing is atrocious. Of course. But he's great. <laughs> he's from our childhood, great. I mean, what's more iconic from he our is, sports man. childhood than the Fab 5? I'm I I honestly don't think I mean, that's like my earliest memory of like adoring and loving a sports team. Yeah. Is that team. Yeah. And then being devastated when they lost two years in a row. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Like Jalen right. says, got to give the people what they want. And here you are. This is it. Lead, leading us. This is it. All right. So we're going to talk about the Batman today. Um, so right off the bat, huh, um, did you... I'm not going to ask you if you enjoyed it because we're going to wait. We'll wait till the end for that. But what were your expectations going in? Because you were super cynical about Spider-Man, for instance, about them rebooting Spider-Man constantly. And I would imagine you feel similar to the Batman or Batman in general because they've rebooted Batman probably twice as much as they've rebooted Spider-Man. True. That's true. I feel like the Batman reboots have been spaced out a bit more than Spider-Man has been this century. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just Mm -hmm. my perception and I'm not accurate. That's not accurate. But uh, with this, when they announced this movie... I had the same reaction that I did when Tom Holland Spider-Man was announced. Like, why is this happening so soon after a successful franchise, uh, like a super successful franchise and a super good franchise Mm -hmm. um, with Christopher Nolan's movies? So, yeah, I I didn't care at first. And then uh, I didn't watch any trailers about around this movie but i got a sense of the buzz around the movie mm-hmm. and knew that people were talking about it in a really positive light so i was ready to be impressed and to really enjoy it and then i don't want to well you said you really enjoyed sure. it so you sort of skewed my expectations for the movie after you chimed in uh mm-hmm. so i was <laughs> i was excited for it i think my expectations were elevated um and i'll settle i'll leave it there for now yeah, so they've re I mean in the if we're talking about did you say decade for for rebooting Spider-Man? Or did oh, you say what did you say? Cuz they've <clears throat> they I mean within the last what 10 to 15 years they've rebooted both there's been three of each. There's been three Spider-Man yeah. and then three three Batman. Yeah. I So obviously the the Nolan movies are like I guess these they're the like flagpole right they're mm-hmm. the 
they're where you want to get if you're doing a Batman movie, I guess. So, but those came to an end. So the natural evolution is that they're going to have to, they're not going to let Batman be forever gone, right? It's a, it's a valuable IP. So they were going to have to do something. Obviously, they tried to shoehorn in all of the, the, the Aflac stuff so that it fit into the DCEU, which obviously failed horribly. So when they announced this, and given that Matt Reeves was doing it, and I enjoyed the Planet of the Apes movies, and I enjoyed, you know, Let Me In. I know you haven't seen that horror movie, but it's it's one of my favorites, probably of all time, hmm. the remake that he did. I was excited. And then you start to see the cast unfold, and you start to see who they're who they're casting, and it was just really interesting choices to me. Yeah. And so if you go, you start to go off script, and you're getting interesting people for those roles. I'm more interested because Affleck for Batman, although I didn't hate him as Batman, it wasn't exciting. It's like oh, okay, you're just another big, mm-hmm. you know, popular white guy. Like yeah. cool, but going with like Robert Pattinson, who's widely known as like the dude from Twilight, although he's put together a ton of good stuff since then, yeah. is a super interesting choice. Yeah, I agree. That that was my first thought. You know, I think I recognize that he's been good in many things, but he's still yeah. unfairly the Twilight guy, more more or less in my mind. So yep. I was like, yeah. wait, this is Batman. That was, so it was puzzling. But yeah, once they started making more announcements of who's in it, it was eye opening. So yeah, it was like, okay, I'll pay a little more attention. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think everybody that they got for the key roles is pretty either up and coming or pretty established as a as a, as a pretty good actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I guess the one that you would have questions about would be Zoe Kravitz, even though she's done some good stuff already too. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't had anything where she was necessarily like one of the leads, right? She's always a very much like a supporting character. Yeah, especially compared to like Michelle Pfeiffer when she was Catwoman. Absolutely, Barry, it was like so. There's a there's yeah. a, a an echelon or a, a status level that she was not at compared to the others, but paid off nicely. Yeah. And then you get, you know, Jeffrey Wright as commissioner Gordon, which I think mm-hmm. is an interesting take on that. And I, I enjoyed him quite a bit in the movie, you know, John Turturro, you had uh, Colin Farrell obviously did mm-hmm. stuff that we, nobody expected him to do. And then yeah. as soon as, honestly, as soon as they cast Paul Dano, I was like, okay, I'm in. It's like super I, in. Cause he's done so many amazing things. Yeah. And, I think like nobody would even know who he is for the most part. And you haven't even seen There Will Be Blood, have you? No, no. But yeah. I, I, I mean, I've seen enough of the clips to know he, he's pretty, pretty legit in it. Yeah. But you know, he's Swiss Army Man. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Swiss Army Man. You have um, <laughs> um, Eternal Sunshine, not Eternal Sunshine. Um, Little Miss Sunshine, yeah. Prisoners. Like he's been in a ton of good stuff. Even the little shitty uh, Beach Boys movie he was in, the Brian Wilson movie where he and oh, yeah. John Cusack play. Uh, Brian Wilson, mm-hmm. amazing. He's like fantastic in that. Yeah, and I didn't even know either. I I heard about it and forgot. But when he appeared at the, in the diner toward the end, that was the first mm-hmm. realization that oh shit, that's Paul Dano. I had no idea. So that was such a great surprise. And and he's like you said, badass and everything pretty much. Yeah, and, and originally they had cast Jonah Hill, mm. and Jonah Hill took over or or left and i don't remember if jonah hill was going to play the penguin character or the riddler character okay i want to say he was cast as riddler hmm. but i just remember he was cast early on and then for whatever reason exited and then they brought in paul dano huh. but i can't remember which one of those he was supposed to be yeah uh he's good you know he's I'm, got more rooms yeah. than i would have thought 10 years ago absolutely but yeah 
I'm, I'm glad it ended up the way it did. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, it's going to be one of those roles that you're like, that's the only person I can see in that role. Yeah. All right. So I, I mentioned right off the bat that I, I loved it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I went as far as to say that I enjoyed it. And I think that it's a better movie than the dark Knight, which I know a lot of people have said like, what the fuck? (laughs) It might even be to the point where I think Robert Pattinson is my favorite Batman so far. It's Whoa. early, right? But if I'm looking at one movie, okay, it might be because it was Michael Keaton before. Yeah, Bale is is fantastic, but I don't like Bale as much as Bruce Wayne. Okay, yeah. Michael Keaton had a whole like weird manic, like he just did Michael Keaton things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Pattinson did some stuff that that is more. I think realistic to what an actual person that went through what Bruce Wayne was supposed to go through would, would do. Yeah, I see. I can see that. It's a great way to put it. And I, hearing you say these things, I feel like I'm listening to myself with a bunch of hyperbole because you came in <laughs> hot on discord mm-hmm. right after you saw it. You said like, this is a, this is a nine out of 10 and the best, mm-hmm. I think you said the best or at least the most complete Batman film ever. And yeah, I, I don't yes. I don't know you to give a nine to anything in life except like <laughs> Disneyland, your wife, your daughter, your dog, Los Pinos burrito, and like a DQ R. blizzard. R. So Well let me let me preface that a little bit real quick. Okay. okay. So nobody in this movie gives a performance that Heath Ledger does, right? Because that's an all timer. Yep. But that movie to me, and I've mentioned it to you, and I think I've mentioned it probably Damien and other people, that movie is fantastic. Act one and two, and that third act kind of falls off. I also don't think they do that movie a ton of justice by like just all of a sudden, like you have a a two face and he's two face, not even full fledged at all, but he's like kind of two face for like 20 minutes and then he dies. Right. The Joker thing kind of runs its course. And then the the last like 20, 30 minutes, the whole boat situation, Mm. and then the whole chase at the end, it just. I don't know. It feels like they kind of ran out of ideas or the editing. Once Heath Ledger died, they had to do some quick editing and kind of figure out what they were going to do with him. Mm-hmm. So I think that that movie is, has a, an amazing all-time performance and it's like a pretty good movie. Yeah. Where this, I think, is just a better movie start to finish. Nobody gives that same performance and I'm, I'm aware of that. Yeah. But I don't think you can say that that is a better movie just because one person gave a better performance. I'll I'll even go so much as say it's like Joker, right? With Joaquin Phoenix, mm. that is a great performance in like an okay movie. Yeah, I think I think the movie is takes a lot of things from other movies, and it's like it's it's decent. It's not bad by any means, but he gives an amazing performance. It's not a great movie. True, right? Yeah, the performance. Same with Dark Knight. You know, the performances, yeah. it, the singular performances, make those movies extra memorable. Um, Absolutely, Dark Knight, a better movie than Joker, but um, and a great movie, The Dark Knight is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, so I'm I'm excited to see this movie again. I think Me too. that will you know, hearing people you know, the extra buzz after you've seen it and hearing you know, people whose movie opinions you respect, which sometimes happens with me and you. Um, sometimes. It just makes you like, okay, what I miss or what not what I miss necessarily, but I need to pick up on things that whatever, I just need I just need to experience it again. So I'm excited to see it again and almost went this weekend before so we could talk about this and I could be a bit more prepped but um 
it was super enjoyable. It was it was a legit movie. Maybe not a nine in my book at this point, but sure. really well done. Um, and I see where you're coming from. You laid out some specifics on Discord as to why you felt it was the most complete Batman film yeah. ever and also better than any in the Dark Knight series. So I think you made some good points and you know it's it's it's, it's a reason that I'll go back and see this pretty soon too. Yeah, I think it comes out on HBO Max on the 18th of this month. So it's really? you know in a yeah, yeah, in a week and then it comes out to buy next month. That seems fast. When did it get released? It got released. Well, they have the the WB has uh yeah. has all those deals with with HBO. It got released uh at the beginning of No, not the beginning. Yeah, like the beginning of March. Wow. Beginning middle of March, yeah. So it comes out next week, the 18th, and then I think it comes out about a month later. I think it's like May like in the 20s. Um, to buy on physical meet physical physical media. So I've already pre-ordered that, so don't even okay. worry. <laughs> I was gonna say I know where you'll be, but okay, you've already checked that box. Already already pre-ordered right. it. Um, you have to now with with physical media because like places just don't get they don't get yeah. stuff anymore. True. Um, so I have I have a, a list of things I wanted to mention on why I think it's better or just what I enjoyed so much about the movie itself. It I'm really interested to see on the rewatch how much I enjoy it or if it if I don't enjoy it as much. I can't imagine I won't enjoy it as much. I'm more so interested to see once he starts to to, to develop, he being Matt Reeves, develop uh, the sequel mm-hmm. and then whatever universe, because obviously there's going to be a couple of these, I would imagine, to see how I feel about it after a second one comes out. Because a lot of times... I have then I have if the second one's terrible, then I might have mixed feelings about the first one, you know, either either consciously or subconsciously, Mm -hmm. just because it's tied to that or choices they've made to the characters. Um, But I have a ton of faith in Matt Reeves. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think it's not I think whatever he does for a sequel is not going to be terrible. I just don't think he has that in him. Yeah. And I think they set it up nicely, like you mentioned, with Two-Face becoming a villain and then being gone immediately and yeah. other big movies like I know you didn't like Killmonger and Black Panther and you weren't a big huge fan of that movie in general but to me I think a lot of people but not you to me Killmonger yeah. is a really interesting villain who is dead and gone mm-hmm. in one movie I think that's happened yeah. more recently in movies so here and I was expecting that to happen I thought they would kill the Riddler here or he would just be taken care of so the way right. this movie ends it's to see then also the Joker brought into the mix as they're both chatting through the cell walls or through their doors at the end. Yeah. It's set up so well for, for the next installments. So I'm, I'm pumped and I hope it comes soon. Yeah. The, the only person I think that they, the only quote unquote villain they kill is Carmine yeah. Falcone, yeah. right? Just Chaturro. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't dislike Black Panther by any means. Yeah. I think it's a really good movie. The first half. And I think it kind of, it, it doesn't work for me the second half and Killmonger I think is an interesting character. I just can't stand the way Michael B. Jordan, which pains me because I enjoy Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan. I think he just the overacting is like at a fifteen. Okay, yeah. Um, that's the problem is is that I think that character could have really been interesting, and I think the way he portrays him is like kind of a soap opera villain. Yeah, I can see it's that. It's terrible to me. Where Andy Circus, I was much more invested because his acting, I liked that character yeah. more. And then when he died, I was like, oh, okay, well, you got like two scenes. Let's see what. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, well, let's see what 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 you know, Killmonger is, and I just. He's a lot, yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot. Where you have all of these actors, these great actors, even people like Forrest Whitaker in the background, mm-hmm. Angela Bassett doing these, you know, really understated, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, performances. And whether Ryan Coogler told Michael B to, to go to a 15, I don't know, but it's a lot. Yeah. 
but I have not rewatched that movie in its entirety since it came out. I've watched parts of it, so maybe maybe knowing that that's the case, maybe it won't be as bad. Yeah. I'm interested in that. Go off topic. I'm interested in that sequel and how they're going to do that without Bozeman. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And yeah, it comes out like soon. It comes out this year. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be a bummer for all the obvious reasons, but hopefully it, yeah. it's it's good again. Yeah, I mean, it's an important franchise. Yeah. So I hope it's good. All right, so I just want to go over a few things on why I think this is, and feel free to chime in anytime you want, why I think this is my favorite Batman movie. And I think on top of it being my favorite, I just think it's the best. Okay. So I have a list. Let's so let's chime in. So I think that this is the most real interpretation of both Batman and Bruce Wayne. And what I say about that is, so if, if a person is, has become, if, if a person's parents are gunned down in front of them, right, at an early age, and they're carrying this weight of blaming themselves, and this is not unique to this movie, right? This is his, yeah. his, his origins. I don't think you're going to be some like playboy going out, on, especially this is supposed to be one year, I believe a year after he becomes Batman. Mm. So he's still like, I mean, it makes it seem like he's maybe in his early to mid twenties. So he's not that far removed from his parents dying, him blaming himself. So I think that him being like single focused and not caring about his, his family's job, uh, company, not caring about like being Bruce Wayne, not care about, you know, meeting women Mm and, and just having these, these two lives. I think that that is a more realistic interpretation of how Bruce Wayne would be in real life. Yeah. Because if you're so tormented by your parents ki- being killed that you become a vigilante, you don't ha- like they nobody ever talks about Batman's potential to be like kind of like a villain and mentally disturbed as well. Yeah. Like he's going out and doing these things. So he's not exactly like you know, he might need to see somebody yeah. about these things. <laughs> but that that that's never how he's painted in any of the other movies, right? He's always a playboy, yeah. always supposed to be like Tony Stark, like Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. you know? And he's never – so this was the first time I think that they've really done it where he's just like, I don't fucking care about any of this stuff. Right, yeah. He's just still way too caught up in everything that he's processing yeah, and, and unable to process. Yeah, yeah. And then the same with his interpret their interpretation of Batman. He is on the edge the whole movie of am I going to turn into a villain? Yeah. Like am I going to go full just anti-hero and just destroy everything as from because I'm so singular-minded on – needing to you know stop crime essentially right and he to me they did a great job of making him feel like the whole time he's on the edge yeah he was and i guess i haven't i've never thought i don't know the origin story i mean i know the batman origin story but i've sure. never thought about never thought about it in, in, in depth in a way that i thought oh you know he should be more like this <clears throat> but mm-hmm. i think you make a good case that it shouldn't be at the age that he is in this movie, at least, you know, he, he wouldn't be the way that Michael Keaton plays him, the way that Christian Bale plays him. Yeah. I, I don't remember. It's, the Ben Affleck version wasn't really. They didn't. Yeah. They never far. got into his origins. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it definitely feels like somebody who it's at least just more interesting to see him dealing and trying to sift through everything that he's going through both in his personal life and as a vigilante. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a level of, uh, it's a deeper level, I think. And I'm not saying it's right. 
But I'm saying I can I can sympathize on how I think that would make somebody feel. Yeah. Like if you're if you're doing all of these things to become Batman, like you're not well. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that someone who's not well would not then be like, hey, I'm going to also date models and I'm going to put on this persona that I am. Well, I just don't think that they're going to be concerned about that. Was that jarring for you watching it this way? Because he Robert Pattinson is like. It's gloomy, man. Just watching him. He's long. He's super gloomy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> to me, it was a bit like, uh, because it's so different. I, Everything you're saying is like, I, don't, I, I know Batman as a certain thing. I know Bruce Wayne is a certain thing in particular. Yeah. And it's, he's just like, <laughs> he's in like this old it, white t-shirt, just kind of his hair is all, <laughs> I hate his haircut. He got a shitty haircut in this movie. It, yeah, I, I that's one of the things I didn't super care for is they did like almost like a retro. It feels like a '90s. Yeah, it's set like in the '90s, where some of like the Batman, like Tim Burton's Batman's, they're like modern technology, but could be set in like the '40s or '50s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying by like yeah. the set pieces and things. And then Nolan's Batman is like real time. Right. Um, where this one felt like it was a bit of a period piece, almost like the '90s. It didn't. I wasn't like off put by it or anything, yeah. but I could see why people would be. Yeah. I can, I can see why people wouldn't like this version of Batman. Like I get it, I can't but I do. did. It, it, it was, it was just surprising. Um, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a, you know, I didn't dislike it. It was just like, huh, you know? Yeah, I get it. But I, yeah, but it, it, it wasn't that surprising for me. Cause I guess I, I had watched the trailers and things like that. So I kind of understood maybe what the feel was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, this is the first movie, in my opinion. They did it a little bit with Bat, Bat, uh, Ben Affleck. I almost called him Batfleck. Bat, is that what they call him? <laughs> um, <laughs> where Batman is actually doing like detective work, way more than like physical work. Yeah. Like where he's actually just out there, you know, putting hands on people. Mm-hmm. He's doing a lot of a lot of uh, uh, detective work, and that's that's like the origin of Batman. That's one of the reasons I love the Batman animated series so much from the nineties is because that's, that's what they did. And that's Batman's supposed to be a detective, right? That's one of his like superpowers essentially is his, is his his mind. And you've never seen in a movie him being that way until now. And I enjoyed the shit out of that too. Yeah. And they established that quickly in this movie Mm -hmm. when he's out there with Jeffrey Wright, Jeffrey Wright. I always forget his name. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. That, that was a really neat detail, really neat uh, thing to pursue here. So I think it was just a nice little touch. With that is the next thing for me that really stood out is his relationship with the Gotham PD. In every movie they have, he has like a strained relationship, right? But it's never like a, hey, this guy can't fucking be here. And like, we, he, we don't like him. Yeah. Uh, especially in the Nolan trilogies, it's not like that. It starts off a little bit like, oh, he's you know a villain or he's a vigilante, and we can't have him doing that. Where they, they just the the police in this movie don't like him at all. They don't want him there. They don't trust him. They think he's involved, and they like physically say things to him and try to remove him. Yeah. And again, I feel like that's how it would really be. Yeah. Right. Because if you're they they in every Batman in every version of Batman. He thinks Gotham PD is corrupt, and the only person he can trust is Gordon, whether he's a commissioner at that time, lieutenant, whatever, mm-hmm. detective. But they don't ever relay that very well in the movies. Yeah. If you are a corrupt cop, who's the last fucking person you want? I know. Like in your mix, yeah. this dude. 
So I can understand like in multiple scenes there, whether it's like a beat cop, a detective or someone above Gordon, they don't want him there and they actually remove him and he doesn't like them either. Yeah. I really and like... I think this is the first time you really see him like, well, I don't fucking trust them either. Like, I don't like you either. Yeah. From the jump too. I forget. I think it's a beat cop. Absolutely. Who, when, when after, should I forget who is killed? Uh, one of the politicians running for office is, right. is killed at the beginning he's walking up and whoever's the beat cop is guarding the crime scene. He's like, right. What the fuck? Who get out of here? Yeah, Why are you here? It's very yeah. confrontational on a level you haven't seen. Yeah. that And, and it's like that through the end, you know, when, when he's in the uh, interrogation room and he ends right. up punching Gordon and just the hostility toward him before then. And I think they almost come to blows. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's, singularly probably one of my favorite scenes of any Batman movie ever. Yeah. So after the scene in the church where Batman inexplicably doesn't realize the bomb's going to go off and like, lets it blow up on him. <laughs> that's like the one, my one gripe in the movie, like, bro, you see it counting down. Why are you just standing there? <laughs> Anyways, gets knocked out. They have him in police custody yeah. and they're going to take his mask off. Yeah. And he gets up in the, and, and Matt Reeves does a, a wonderful job of, sh- of filming this scene in a very tight space with a ton of actors. Yeah. And you, at that point, really understand without Pattinson saying anything like, I will kill every single one of the police officers in here to get out. <laughs> yeah. And that's, again, where he's on the line of, am I, am I a hero yeah. or am I the anti-hero? Because I don't fucking like any of you cops and I'll take every single one of you out to get out of here. <laughs> And I love that scene so much, like so, so much. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, and Jeffrey Wright is amazing in that scene, and you see a little bit of their chemistry and their friendship. Um, but yeah, that's it's probably one of my favorite scenes of any Batman. Yeah, I see why. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have written down here Paul Dano and Zoe Kravitz. Now, granted, they they're not. It's not unique to just the, to them. They've there have been other great performances. I mean, Jack Nicholson got fucking nominated for an Academy Award for Joker. Ledger won an Academy Award for Joker. Mm-hmm. You could say, you know, one way or another that uh, that what's his name's uh, version of uh, of Bane is good or not. You know, it's up to you. I don't know. Some <laughs> people love it. Some people don't. Uh, but Paul Dano and Zoe Kravitz give like pretty amazing performances. Like Paul Dano, we expect it. But Zoe Kravitz, I didn't really know what to expect, and she's amazing. She really is, and I think she's she's fantastic. The the physicality, the kind of softness that she has to have sometimes, the vulnerability. She's the perfect Catwoman to me. Absolutely, I think that I don't know that I remember seeing her in this extended of a role either. Never, I, like yeah, me in Fury Road, she's got a smaller role, a key role, but a smaller one. Plenty of other things I've seen her in, but. It, it it just somebody who is still up and coming in a certain way to deliver this type mm-hmm. of performance in such a big name, huge franchise. It was sort of unexpected in some way, just cause it's, it's hard to pull off, but she really did. Yeah. I've been told that she's really good in the show that has like, what's it? Uh, Nicole Kidman and oh, uh, yeah. Laura Dern. Lies. She's I've been told. She, that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch that, but I've, I've been told, I mean, she must be to be one of like the five people that are, that are in that, that are, she's holding up against Meryl Streep, what, in season two? Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of fantastic actresses in that, so. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's probably her biggest, that's probably the role that she had the most screen time besides this, right? Yeah. Because she's one of the five main characters. I would agree, yeah. 
uh, the Batmobile. I think that the <laughs> the the scene when the Batmobile gets shown for the first time, mm-hmm. introduced, and it is almost its own character with like the sound, yeah. the look. It's a yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, the, so, the Batmobile is like really hit or miss. Mm. Like some of some of the times it's really good. Like in 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 uh, in Nolan's movies, like it was fine. Yeah, it's just like a tank. Right, it was definitely a tank where this tank. is like a car. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I enjoyed it a lot. The, that was one thing I asked Ashley, my wife. Um, she loved the movie. <laughs> she liked it. I mean, I really liked it. She liked it more than I did for sure. And the scene, good taste. I was, I was at, yeah, that, that she married me. Uh, the, uh, the scene that she mentioned after watching it, after seeing it. And today when I asked her was the car chase scene and I remembered, mm-hmm. of course, um, and the Batmobile was, it was, when I first saw it, it was like, it looks kind of simple or run down or, or something. I wasn't expecting sure. it to be what it became and what it, what it was able to do. Although I should have known, of course, what it was able to do. <clears throat> but, um, <laughs> so I, I, I remembered the scene, but I, I went online and some, this YouTube channel, heavy spoilers went into great detail about why he, he thought it was one of the best car chase scenes ever. And, mm-hmm. um, and he went, he, one of the things he said was that it's, it's used as an intimidating force, a, a tool of fear, which is Absolutely. not unique yeah. to necessarily, this version of the Batmobile in this movie, but um, the way that it was explained in this in this video, and I think the way that you you seem to have interpreted it too, really makes a lot of sense. And what what in particular about this Batmobile did you like more than most? Well, two things. It looks like something that could have he could have actually made. Yeah. Right, because he doesn't have anybody helping him. Right. They make it clear in this movie the only person that's helping him is Alfred. Yeah. He doesn't have a Lucius yet, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't have Morgan Freeman. He doesn't have Lucius Fox yet. So it looks like something that he could have made. So it looks like he just took like an old Roadster, yeah. reinforced it, put some fucking like jet engine in it, <laughs> and that's what he's doing. What I liked about it the best, though, is the look and then the sound. sound. I think the sound is what makes it like a character yeah. and intimidation. Because when he's having the when when Zoe Kravitz when when Catwoman and Batman are having like kind of a bit of a shootout with Penguin, what gets them to retreat is the fucking Batmobile. Yeah. Because they don't know what it is. You just hear it. Yeah. Right. And it has like a whine and a hiss. It's almost like I don't know. It's like a like an interpretation of a bat almost. Yeah. But not looking like a bat. It's not hokey like the jet the bat jet in, in Michael Keaton's movie that looks like a, the bat symbol, right? This looks like something he could have made. Yeah. So for me, that's what it was. That's why I liked it so much. Didn't it stall out at first? I feel like yeah. when, when they're right before something the like chase that, yeah. scenes, it stalled. I was like, this really is like a, a beater of a car. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to go well. I don't know him. if it's a beater, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely in... like Jimmy rigged, right? It's definitely like he put it together with band-aids and fucking shoestrings <laughs> or whatever. And it's stalled out. But it's legit, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that scene is amazing, I think, too, because of of the chase itself. And then you have the only moment of levity in this whole movie. You have a couple moments with, with Commissioner Gordon or, or Gordon and Batman a few, right? You have a couple fun, like when they don't know, the, you know, they can't speak Spanish correctly or they can't read Spanish correctly. There's a couple moments like that. Yeah. But Colin Farrell is really the one who brings, like, a bit of humor. Oh, yeah. And 
whether he's trying to or not, I know he is trying to just be, by being snarky. Like that scene, he's he's able to do a lot yep. in the car scene, in the chase. Yep. I think that lends itself to that scene quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, next, next two, I'll just group together. So Gotham, I think this is one of the coolest looking Gotham Gotham's have ever been. Yeah. Uh, especially that opening scene when he's explaining, when, when they're doing the voiceover and, and he, Pattinson's explaining like why he has to be Batman and why he likes being out when it's raining mm-hmm. and just the look of everything. Now I know it's a super dark movie, right? And people are going to have issues with that. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, I don't know. I can't argue with that, right? It's dark. It's a dark <laughs> movie. Not like tones, like yeah. physically, visually, it's hard dark. Hard to see things. Yes. But <laughs> I never thought it was hard to see, but I can see if someone sees it at home, like on a shitty TV in a bright room, you're going to have a hard time seeing mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um. But with that being said, the cinematography in this movie is is beautiful. Yeah. They have beautiful shots. They do. Again, the opening scenes, the chase scene. There's scenes with um, Selena Kyle and, and Batman, like when they're in the in the top of the buildings. Yeah, there are beautiful times. shot scenes yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the score as well. Like the score is an absolute banger. I, it's got to be my favorite score of any Batman movie. And there have been some good ones. I even like the score from. Batman vs Superman. There are good scores. Yeah. This one is fantastic. And Michael Giacconi. Is it Giacconi? That's how you say it. I was a trip on his last yeah, name. You're it's, the Italian. It's very man. Italian. You're the Italian guy. I I believe it's Giacconi. I mean, he puts together. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he got the two fingers. Yeah, yeah. Um, his stuff. I mean, he might be my favorite composer working because, like, John Williams really doesn't work anymore. True. Everything yeah. from like Ratatouille, like his stuff is. All like all the Pixar stuff, you know. He did he did Rogue One. He's done uh, like the new Star Trek. He did Lost. His stuff is is just amazing to the point where like I already pre ordered that vinyl too. Of course, like, yeah. that thing's got to come. That thing's got to come in the mail asap. Yeah, I know you like music. You're a thing. You're you're a you're a a score guy. What did you think about it? Yeah, it was it was one of the ones. <clears throat> I'm not somebody who always picks up on that in every movie. Like on a score, mm-hmm. like I. It, it'll help set the scene and it'll help me appreciate the movie in the moment, but I'm not like thinking, Oh, this, this soundtrack, this score is yeah. amazing <clears throat> in the moment. I never, almost ever, never think that, but, um, yeah, it was, it definitely added to the quality of the movie overall. And I was glad when you sent on Spotify, the link to, you know, to the main theme, theme. And, and it was just, uh, it was really good. Really good. Yeah. I, th- I think that that's a for me that that might almost be a sign of how great the score is when you don't almost notice it. Yeah, true. Because when I've noticed scores that are when I've when scores have really stood out to me, uh, uh, unless they're the opening, you know, every superhero, every main character has usually has a theme. Right. So that usually pay attention to that quite a bit, or like the opening credits, things like that. But I've noticed terrible scores mm, yeah. <laughs> more than I notice amazing scores. I usually notice them more so after, like, I'll look into it because I, I love scores so much. You do. Um, the music the music in movies is very important to me. And this has a this has just an all-timer. Yeah. It, it's it's a great one. I'm not going to say it's, like, one of the greatest. I would have to put a list together. It's not Star Wars. It's not Jaws. Yeah. You know, it's not – Jurassic Park might be the best score of all time. But it's it's great. It's fantastic. Shawshank's actually got Shawshank. an amazing, like, low-key score. It does. And Jurassic Park is the correct answer. It might be, man. E.T. has a ridiculous score, though, too. I know a lot of people don't 
I don't think you don't really like that movie, right? Yeah. Or you, it's not like one of your favorites. It's not one of my favorites. It's a really good movie, and the I'm but I the score have said is great. the score is it's uh, eh. You don't like it. It's a lot of piano. Yeah, it's something. Uh, something it's good, it. dude. It's so good. <laughs> Even, I mean, the Halloween movies, especially the first one, the first Halloween has a great score. I'm not a massive fan of the score of the Lord of the Rings movies, which is surprising because I, I know a lot of people love those. I really like I, It has some moments. Yeah. I do too. It has some moments. Um, I think the Back to the Future score is really good for mm-hmm. being as simple as it is. Mm-hmm. Who Framed Ra- Roger Rabbit. There's a lot of things that have really great scores that maybe the movies aren't amazing. You need someone on this podcast who can match you on the score talk because that's n- that's not me for sure. I don't think it's Damon Gregor. You enjoy else. it though. I do. Yeah, I enjoy you it, but enjoy I can't it. like <laughs> the depth of my conversation is like, oh yeah, that just sounded good. Loved it. You're like Star good Wars. Song. I'm in. Right. <laughs> I mean, Elfman obviously does a ton of good stuff, yeah. right? But his stuff lately, he just doesn't have as much opportunity. Yeah. But like Beetlejuice. Edward Scissorhands, those are those are all timers. Yep. But they sound really similar. Anyways. All right, couple more here. Uh so the score I mentioned, I mentioned uh, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. As much as I enjoy Oldman, because it's Oldman, yeah. um, I like the relationship with Jeffrey Wright and Pattinson in this a lot. Yeah. Uh the last thing I have written down here is, and this is gonna sound silly, but I want you to think about it, is Batman actually being a hero in this movie? You don't ever see him being a hero. He is single-minded where he's going to catch the vigilante, right? Or he's going to catch the 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 villain. Mm-hmm. He's actually helping people at the end of the movie. Yeah, he does. Like he's not just some anonymous, you know, he's not just some symbol that's then catching the Joker. Like he's pulling fucking people out of the water. He's yeah. got them on top of the 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 building or on top of the arena. He's muddy. Like he's actually doing work that a hero should be doing, right? If he's a hero for the people, like he's not just, Hey, I got to catch Riddler. Hey, I got to do this. I got to do that. Like he's actually helping real people. Yeah. It's, it's like Superman in a way, right? Like you see, that's what you see when yeah. I think of Christopher Reeve, yep. especially it's like carrying Lois Lane and, you know, flying through the yep. air and doing all this stuff with other people who are in, in need of help. And so, yeah, it was, it was unusual for Batman. Um, other than you know Christian Bale's Batman trying to rush to go save Rachel, uh, yeah, but that's that's a that's can, a that's a, that's, I mean, a that's, that's a selfish act. It is, right? it is right. He's helping somebody, but yeah. you're right. It is like for his own selfish needs as well. But <clears throat> I think, yeah, this is a different level of of helping people, the people of Gotham, more than just like stopping somebody. That's a good point. Yeah. You're absolutely right, though. Like, like Superman, you see do this. You see, like, Spider-Man do this. And even so, like, Spider-Man, this is in the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, right? Yeah. That's what he's supposed to be doing. He wants mm-hmm. to help his city. You don't ever see Batman doing this. Yeah. Like, I can't, ima- I can't remember any movie where he's helping groups of people. Even so much when he is going to... He puts people in harm's way in the Nolan version. In Dark Knight, he has the party yeah. for Harvey Dent knowing Joker's going to get there. And then when Joker gets there... He goes to get dressed (laughs) and the two people are like, hey, oh, you have a panic room. And he's like, nope, not for you. (laughs) And then he abandons all of the people at the party to save Rachel. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm just saying this is the first time I've seen him in a movie, as far as I can remember, being a hero. There is in Batman vs. Superman the opening scene when when they show Superman and um, General Zod like blowing up New York City and, and Bruce Wayne is helping people. Okay. 
He's grabbing not people from costume. the buildings that are falling down. Yeah. Not in costume, yeah. yeah. He's driving a Jeep. He's driving like a Jeep as well. I'm like, Bruce Wayne's not driving a Jeep, bruh. <laughs> but whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think this. I think that was unique to this movie, and I enjoyed it. So that's all my nonsensical ravings there. A lot of uh, – I just threw out a lot of shit. Had a lot of thoughts about this movie. You did. You have anything specific you wanted to uh, to bring up, or are we just going to go right into your numbers here? Yeah, man. I what, I was – I'm still just surprised and so pleased that you had this <laughs> strong, not that you don't have strong reactions because you often do, but, um, you know, coming in with a nine out of 10 rating, it was just, it was, it got me excited to see the movie. It elevated my expectations. Uh, yeah. and I think you covered all the reasons why this is a memorable movie, a great one. And I'm, more excited now because I thought it was going to be another two months or so before it came out. But if it's a week from, you know, today, essentially we're recording, that's good news. Yeah. I think uh, I haven't, not that I enjoyed one more than the other, but I hadn't been this excited about a movie since I would think Spider-Verse mm. wow. or Quiet Place. Man. That's... And those came out the same, those came out, I think, like one after another. Quiet Place and, and Spider Man came out at least the same year. Those so. are those are in your like pantheon of great movies of the last decade. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like this. Not that I don't love Spider Verse because I do. Yeah. I think I would enjoy. I enjoyed this more than Spider Verse, but they're like two completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two completely different movies. I don't know how you would compare the two. You needed Spider Verse was much more of like a I didn't see it coming. Right. At all. Like I saw the trailers and I was like, all right, this looks visually cool, but like, I don't, do I need to watch a whole Spider-Man movie? Yeah. And then it, yeah, it, it murdered me. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, October uh, 7th, number two. I know, but you don't want to watch the trailer. Nope. I will not. The trailer doesn't give anything away. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it's pretty vague. It does. I'm not, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but it's a lot of miles just like, I think in his room and, and there's some stuff going on, but I think that's it. It doesn't give, it wasn't, it was like definitely a teaser. It's definitely not like any kind of a, I have no idea what the movie's about it. If that helps. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like watching the trailer, you're just like, Nope. Cool. It's more of the same shit I already saw, which is cool. I'm pumped. (laughs) Yeah, man. It should be great. I would imagine, right? It can't be bad. No. It can't be. No. I hope. <laughs> I hope not. It's not going to be as good as the first one. I just don't. No. It could be. Who knows? I enjoy be. Quiet. Like again, I enjoy Quiet Place Two quite a bit. I don't know if it's as good as the first one, but it's 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 close. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. All right, Tyler. You you love numbers. I do. You are the guy who goes on to IMDb and votes for movies. I do. Or gives mo- movies ratings. I do. <laughs> so so what what is Dark Knight to you? Dark Knight. <clears throat> you know, I think I could check to be honest, but I, like, uh, I think I've given, I think I gave that probably a nine. Uh, I think because okay. a, it's a really, really good movie. And I think Heath Ledger's yep. performance takes it to a level, uh, yep. above being really, really good. So, um, I think I would give that a nine and probably still today. I would, I would give it that, uh, I gave this an eight. I gave the Batman an eight. But you know, okay, which is to me really good. So, is this the is this the second best Batman movie in your opinion? 
it's probably the second best Batman movie. Batman 89 is, you know, like you and Rob mm-hmm. and other people, it's just, it holds a place in my heart. It's might still be my favorite one. Um, but it's not as good. That's not as good as this. So I would say, yeah, this is it's completely different. Yeah. Like they're just, yeah. they couldn't be more different it, for sure. Um, yeah, I think this is this is in contention for being the best Batman movie ever, and I'm pumped to see it again because I'm known to adjust scores for up and down once I see it again. It's fine. That my score matters <laughs> for shit, but um, matters to us. Sure. <laughs> All right. And so at eight, I I actually. I mean, I enjoy Batman Returns more than I enjoy 89 Batman. Mm. And I think Batman Returns is, as I'm, it's one of the movies as I got, as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. I think it's significantly better yeah. than the first one. Um, actually, that is my second favorite Batman movie to watch. Okay. I would say the Batman's going to be number one, but I have to watch it again. And then Dark Knight is, is three. Dark Knight's just obviously much heavier, yeah. right? Not to say that the, the Batman's not, but like Batman Returns, you just throw it on. Even even 89 Batman and it's just is fun. They're fun still. Like Michelle Pfeiffer might I mean she's she's up there as like one of the best villains. Yeah. And DeVito, they're so good in that movie. Yeah. So good. All right, so an 8 an 8 for for the Batman. So a B and an A for Dark Knight. All right. Yeah, I think it's hard for me to think of that as like A and B. That's I get what you're are. saying though. But Anyway, I, yeah, I I would go nine for the Batman, eight point five. Okay, for for the Dark Knight. Yeah, I might even put them both at nines. Yeah, but I still think the Dark. I think Bat the Batman I enjoy more, and I think is a better all round movie. But yeah, again, Ledger is it is what it is, man. I can't you can't say anything. You can't even really say anything negative about that movie in general. Yeah, no, you can't. I I want to put you on the spot here. You can exclude mm. the DCEU Batman movies. But rank perfect. <laughs> rank <laughs> our childhood Batman movies with yeah. the Nolans and with the Batman from. Okay, you want me to go through them all real quick? Yep. Okay, so I'll go top to bottom. Yep. Uh, the Batman. Are we going what I enjoy the most or what I think is the best? Whatever you prefer. What you think is the best? Okay, so I'll I'll go if we're just going what I think is the best, not what I enjoy the most. I would go uh, the Batman. Dark Knight, uh, Batman Returns, 89 Batman, Batman Begins, um, the Val Kilmer Batman. Batman Forever. Which is Batman Forever, uh, Dark Knight Rises, and Batman and Robin. Wow. Second to last for Dark yeah. Knight Rises. I can't stand that movie, yeah. man. I, it's it's obviously it's a better movie than, than Batman mm-hmm. Forever. But Batman Forever is a, is probably a more fun movie because of Jim Carrey yeah, yeah. and more enjoyable. Dude, I, Dark Knight Rises, it's long. It's got holes in it. Yeah. I can't stand, like, I can't stand Anne Hathaway as, as Selena Kyle. I didn't think they did her any. It's not her fault. Yeah. They just didn't do a good job with that character. Um, the whole subplot of, like, Ra's al Ghul's daughter, it's just not, I don't enjoy it yeah. at all. At all. And it's, again, it's a Batman movie where fucking Batman's not in it. Yeah. <laughs> True. Like he's gimpy Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he's rarely in the bat suit. Yeah. But it has like these epic scenes, like the opening scene when Tom Hardy as Bane is like taking down that plane. Oh, yeah. 
it has these amazing scenes, but then also like Matthew Modine is trapped in a sewer with the cops for half the movie. I, it's just, I don't, enjoy, I don't love it. Yeah, there's a lot. And I, I'm not a big uh, um, Gordon Levitt, Joseph Gordon Levitt guy. Yeah. He's all right, but he's just like, he seems like a, like a squirmy asshole guy, <laughs> like in real life. Like he just doesn't seem like a good dude. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, I'd go Dark Knight, The Batman. Batman 89, Batman Begins. So I'll say Batman Returns. You haven't, you haven't watched that in a while, I can tell. I haven't. And I loved, Yeah. I really, really enjoyed Batman Forever. <clears throat> I love that movie. It was so fun. Yeah. It's probably, I haven't seen it in 20 years. It's probably awful. Uh, it's, it's, it's very campy. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. Uh, and then Dark Knight Rises is a, what did I say? I would put that above. Forever. Yeah, I put that above forever, and I would, and then Batman Returns after that, and then uh, I don't, I never saw Mister Freeze version. It's I I I I don't say this lightly. It's one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> it looked like it. Like as much as I say, Attack of the Clones is like a terrible movie, and it is. Batman for Batman and Robin is a legit terrible movie, dude. Like, it's it's atrocious. It's on IMDb's like worst movies of all time. It's terrible. It looked, awful. and it's not because of the. It's not because of. It's all encompassing, yeah. dude. The whole thing is terrible. It's fucking atrocious. It looked like that. And it shouldn't me. be that much worse than Forever. Yeah. But I when I saw the previews back as like a fifteen year old, I had no interest then. When I had a lot of interest in bad movies then. So that says a lot. Yeah, I remember going to the theater. I think you were probably like 17 when that movie came out because I think I was already back in California. I remember going to the theater, watching it and being like, this is terrible. <laughs> like leaving and being like, this is atrocious. Yeah. And I remember seeing like Varsity Blues not that far either before or after where I was like, this movie's amazing. <laughs> so like I didn't love great right. movies. Varsity Blues is still enjoyable. But I remember seeing it in the theater and being like, this is a this is atrocious. Yeah. It's, I want you to watch it so bad now. Oh, I'll never watch it. It's on HBO. You don't have HBO Max? I All do. this shit is on HBO I now. I do, but... All the Batman stuff. Watch it. Let's watch it. Let's do a watch oh, party. I'll do it that way. <laughs> it's so bad, <laughs> dude. It's... I can't... I can't explain to you how bad it is. That was... Even just from the trailers, there was a point in time where I thought Chris O'Donnell was like this great... I like. No. I really liked him in certain Mm-mm. things. Like, well, he was in School Ties. <laughs> school Ties. He was in... Uh, Scent of a Woman, where he was whatever, mm-hmm. but I thought like this guy's the next big Hollywood star. And in the yeah. previews for this movie for Batman and Robin, I thought, I hope I never see him again in life or in a movie. I have a theory about like stuff like that, right? Where I think that people people's careers get course corrected yeah. by actors who are similar to them, and I think that at that time, everybody who's in the same lane you know, young, feminine-looking white yeah. dudes. You had, like, Chris O'Donnell, Matt Damon, and Ethan Hawke. I think we're all in that lane. Now, Matt Damon is the probably the, the most popular out of them. I think Ethan Hawke's probably the best actor yeah. out of them, and I think they both took all of the roles yeah. for Chris O'Donnell. For sure. To the, to the point where they were all in school ties together. Yeah, that's right. No, Ethan, was Ethan he, Hawke in school he ties? Was he wasn't. He was in society. Similar That's vibe. right, that's right. Yeah. But then he was in Reality Bites. Like, he got... Yeah. I think that they went... He went more like indie, mm-hmm. indie movies. 
and then Chris O'Donnell and Matt Damon were both going after like, you know, the big yeah. movies, the mainstream movies. And I think he got course corrected. Yep. For sure. <laughs> and it sucks because I can't tell you if he's a good actor or not. I know he plays Chris O'Donnell in every yep, movie. He does. But he went on to, I mean, he's been in this fucking NCIS Hollywood show on CBS for like a million years. And him and him and LL Cool J yeah. are just cashing these big, like big heavy oh, yeah. checks. Yeah. <laughs> so like good for he's him. Not, he's not hurting in any way. He's not, I don't know, dude. Again, Batman, Batman Forever, he's he's in it. I mean, that's all I can say. Yeah. Like, he's not terrible, but he's not amazing. Nobody's amazing in that movie. Yeah. But it's just, Jim Carrey is like chewing the scenery. Oh. Like, he's he's so good in his scenes, you know? He's the best. And then you have Tommy Lee Jones who's doing shit that I don't know what the fuck Tommy Lee Jones is doing. But, like, he's not bad in that movie either. He's over the top. Yeah. Well... Anytime you want to watch Batman and Robin, you let me know. We'll watch it together. Let's do it. I'm, I'm down for that. They're so bad. <laughs> so everybody's terrible in that movie. All right, man. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you for jumping on. Batman, the Batman for you is a B. That is an old joke from the podcast. <laughs> you gave it a B. <laughs> I mean, you gave it a B. I don't know what to tell you. Technically, I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pumped you enjoyed it, though. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I thought for sure you would not enjoy it. I don't know why. I think just to spite me. Yeah, that's why you thought that. You said Damien and I would hate it just because you liked it. Like, we're so petty. Well, I have, I can tell, I, I, most of the times I think I have a beat on what you will and won't like. I don't know any, anymore. I don't know what Damien will and won't like. Yeah. Like, I thought I used to, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a, an understanding anymore. He's so, he's, you, I think I have an understanding. Yeah. Damien's changed. He's not, it's a he's beat. not the person you thought he once was. No, 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 no. I think his cha- his taste has just changed, or he's just you know, he's evolving in in his uh in his palate. His palate is involved uh, evolving. He's become becoming more sophisticated in his old age. <laughs> We're all getting old. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you being on. Like I said, I'm I'm pumped you liked it. Yep. Thanks. All right, man. Go uh, and everybody. Before we wrap up, go vote. Yes. Go vote for the the favorite movie trilogy. It's a, it's neck and neck for Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, and like. Low key, I really don't want to talk about Lord of the Rings for <laughs> two hours. I don't want to have to watch sixteen hours of movie either. <laughs> so I would rather Star Wars Go win. Vote. So for selfish reasons. Yes. All right. All right, buddy, I appreciate you. 